Welcome to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson. We are in the middle of a series on the Psalms, Mm -hmm. which has been, I think, a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the rest of it, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. But it occurred to me this week Mm -hmm. um, that we need to be sure that we're always putting in here these topological thoughts that we're having and the things that we see in here that relate to Jesus. And I, we've done that quite a bit, but I just want to remind us, um, remind you and I even that, uh, that is really the heart of our ministry Mm -hmm. and that we, um, love doing historical critical study where we're looking at the time when things are written, the person who's written them, the setting, uh, setting all of that, the first author's, Yes. Meaning. And allow that to inform how we understand a passage. Right. Excellent. You know, really important, important way exegesis. of study. Um, but I think we've also learned that if we step back and look at the big picture mm-hmm. and the way Jesus is, God is telling Jesus' story, mm-hmm. uh, our story of redemption. Yes. Through each and every piece of scripture. Yes. Like he said he was. Yeah. Then uh, it really takes it to a different level. And so we're, that is really our That's mission. kind of our, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's at the heart of everything. It's changed we're trying to our do. lives and it's yes. changed our friends' lives. And we just want to share that with as many people as we can. And we're not doing it just because we enjoy it. I want to say, I mean, no. this is Jesus made clear that this was the primary way to look at scripture, that the, right. that the absolute top way, the best way to understand things that you're reading in scripture is to look through him. Right. That's Luke 24, 27, Luke 24, 44 through 47, John uh, 5 verse 39. I mean, it just goes on and on. Right. And um, so uh, second Corinthians chapter three, but, but it just goes on and on. And so he wanted us to look at, you can't get a proper understanding of scripture without reading everything through the lens of what he did. Right. And, so that's and that's one of the reasons I wanted to say that this morning, because there is a point in here and I'll point it out. Yeah. Well, well kind the, of, whole even song, the song actually, as a whole, exactly. If you're just reading it on that first level. Yes. That, that historical level. Then you're leaving with questions about why then yeah. is that not what I see? Right. Why does that not work out in As life, I walk then? along in this earth. Yes. <laughs> on this earth. Yes. And so um, I just want to point out that it's about more than that. Mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about that as we go, but I just kind of wanted to lay that groundwork. No, uh, um, man, you're saying great stuff. That's what we, we always want to keep that in front of you guys as listeners. We want to keep that in front of you, the importance of typological interpretation, which just means seeing everything through the lens of Jesus, what he right. did, his ministry, what he said, everything. So knowing that as you jump into scripture and thinking about it will help you. To all of a sudden you'll be able to see why why Matthew thought Psalm 22 was so obviously about Jesus. How right. could this not be about right. Jesus? So you read everything in there about and Jesus. Really, the Psalms are quoted um, quite and, a bit in the New Testament. Yes. And, and in ways that we... Actually, they're the most yeah. quoted of the Old Testament. And in ways books. that we wouldn't consider proper exegesis. Right. In exactly. the historical critical sense. We would be like, wait a second, so, how can you use um, that way? Yeah, we need to learn how to exegete the way the way Jesus and the, the apostles, and the apostles um, uh, actually use the Old Testament. That's what we, so Gina and I um, are trying to make sure that we're always 
keeping that on our forefront and helping you guys as you listen to this podcast to think more typologically when you're reading your whole Bible. Right. Um, and it will all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's not just a history book. Now it's alive in every way. And it's about, you know, Jesus and his church, what he did to, uh, to set everything up for all time, how yes. God's been telling it's, this one story from the beginning. It's amazing. Yeah. So as we go on, I just want to say, if you have questions, if you have comments, suggestions, whatever, feel free to go to our website at mm-hmm. eatscripture.com and leave mm-hmm. us a note or even send us an email. Yep. We'd be happy to respond in any way. Yep. And um, yes, as you have said before, if you can follow us on mm-hmm. the podcast, yeah. on uh, like iTunes, I, Apple or iTunes, Apple, uh, um, yeah, Apple or, Podcasts now, um, actually, and uh, also a Google, you know, Google Podcasts, Spotify. whatever you're listening to, Spotify, if there's a way to um, also just put on there that you really like the podcast, give us a review of some kind that really helps our podcast stay yeah. out there and helps others see it. So uh, we're growing a little bit and we have a few more people listening. Uh, so it's nice to know that it's getting spread out there. Thank you guys for all that help. Okay, let's jump into Psalm 91 because this is really good and I don't want us to not have enough time. (laughs) It is really, really (laughs) fantastic. As you all know, all the Psalms are. We're having a lot of fun digging in. So we're going to start by reading verses 1 through 16, which is the whole Psalm. And we'll listen to what this psalmist has to say and then dig into some of the words in particular. So Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. But I will, see, I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Mm. Man, I do love this. I mean, when you just read through it again, it just all this stuff uh, is just beautiful. beautiful. And talking about God's protection of those he loves all the way through is just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, tell me a little bit. You read uh, Robert Alter, um, and he was very clear that he felt strongly about this being the setting of our whole psalm here is. Yeah. In the middle of a raging pandemic. Yeah, that's exactly uh, that's, what he said. 
Yeah. And, Which um, it was written before. Realize Robert Alter wrote this before. Oh yeah, um, this is old. <laughs> long before 2020 came, and we were all right. under this giant worldwide pandemic. But uh, in you, which vast numbers of people all around are fatally stricken. Exactly. And so, so I verse just, three, we see deadly pestilence. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We see pestilence again when we get to verse six. We see plague when we get to verse ten. Um, that even in verse six, it's actually double said there, if you ask me, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. It's right. not a destruction like from foreigners. No, right. this is the wasting away. People are dying That's around right. us from yeah. this yeah, destructive so, force. Uh, that really made me think about, and then it, and then of course we also have these, uh, a picture of arrows flying and mm-hmm. it seems like um, there mm-hmm. is some Battle. Maybe there's also some now some mm, mankind is hurting one another. Right. Um, also, as part of this. So it's overlaid on top of this. On top of uh, the pandemic idea. Pandemic idea. So. Um, Which, of course. We see that. We should say, I mean, oh, well, we that are, makes sense. Yes. People get, when people get antsy and anxious and crazy about the the bad things going on that we can't understand. Why is this pestilence here? Why is mm-hmm. this plague? Then we start Affecting fighting. us all. Then we start, yes, we start actually fighting each other. And, and um, wow. So here, I mean, this that's... psalm is kind of um, letting us imagine life as a battlefield fraught mm-hmm. with dangers. And mm-hmm. um, I think this is really easy for us to relate to yes. right now. Yes. Um, that we've just come through a couple of years of some real struggles that mm-hmm. in our lifetime. Mm-hmm are new, yeah. uh, but that also have caused or, or brought about at the same time other things that mm-hmm. are happening besides just the pandemic, the, but yes, that we have overall sickness. everybody's angry. Yes. You got a lot of anger. Got a lot of, yeah. And not yeah, just, not feeling. just frowning at each other, but I mean like fighting. really going after each other. Yes. And it's, and it's really based in so much more than just people getting upset with each other. We just don't understand the world and how it works and it's making us mad. And yeah, we're getting upset with each other. Right. So this part like three through, um, let's see, six Mm -hmm. is really giving us that idea. Mm -hmm. It's setting the tone. It's telling us the, uh, scene. Mm -hmm. And then we have, uh, in verses 11 through 13, kind of a matching, part to that Uh talking about the angels are going to actually carry you. They're Mm going to lift you up and carry you so Mm -hmm. that your feet in that word. um, I found this kind of funny. Lest you strike your foot against a stone Mm -hmm. that strike your foot is actually like bump up against. Yeah. Right. Uh, So yeah. You're so even imagine toe stubbing. Yes. Imagine, though, that you're walking. I don't know how many of you have been to Israel. We have not, but um, we've seen pictures. Mm-hmm. But even around here, we can, t- I mean, it's hard when you're walking out <laughs> in yeah. the middle of nowhere and there, it's rocky. Yeah. And especially and, if you were to have sandals on all the time. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so you stub your foot, you twist your ankle, you, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so. This is a picture of God lifting you above all of that. Yes. Even the small things. The angels are going to lift you above all of this. Yes. And you will remain untouched. Yes. Uh, so that 
and the in the lion and the serpent i yep. think are pictures of they may be people but certainly sense. i think with him using the serpent I, imagery yeah that it's more than that the typology it's certainly what's behind the evil of the people or whatever but yeah yeah and you think of um of course this is that was you you've jumped ahead there to that passage in that just uh we can't hear it with that i mean if we know our bibles of course we're remembering that this, this is the verse that satan used to try and get yes, jesus to exactly. go ahead and jump off the temple because you know obviously god won't let you be hurt why not just you know prove to people that you are who you say you right. are because god's going to protect you and then everybody will know mm-hmm. you must be the one mm-hmm. um of course Jesus comes back against that with um, with scripture also because Satan was using it completely out of context. He he was he didn't use good exegesis. No, he did not. Because the point isn't here. As you read this, of course, you can see that it's not that we deliberately put ourselves into a bad situation. Into a bad situation. Expect God to get us out of it. Right. Right. It's that when we find ourselves. In, in a bad situation, we trust that God is we constantly him, right. protecting. Yes. Right. I'm glad you brought that up. I had forgotten about that. Um, so anyway, those two parts kind of go together, but it's setting the picture for us mm-hmm. of us being in yeah. actually the times that we're in right now. Yeah. yeah. And um, so the first part, this verse one and two, I mm-hmm. think, are all about God's trustworthiness. It uses mm-hmm. what four different terms? Four different words for God: Most yes. High, Almighty, Yahweh, and God. Yes, are used in here. It's beautiful. Yep. So he just can't stop. He's going to use all his, you know, pulling out the all the names here to talk about how great God is. And, God and then is he also our uses shelter. several metaphors. Yeah, exactly. He's, uh, a shadow, uh-huh. a refuge, a fortress. Yep. Exactly. It's just our so. utter reliance on him. We're going to dwell and abide in him. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, there's a lot packed into these first two verses yeah. about his, who he is and who we are and how we can trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So the Psalm starts with that. It goes to the dangers. Then we skip over this middle part real quick. We go back to the dangers and how the angels are going to lift you up. And mm-hmm. then, um, at the end, verses 14 through 16, and we can talk about this in a minute, but that's God speaking. Yes, actually. God finally does the last part. God responds very clearly himself in, uh, to end the psalm, verses yes. 14 through 16. So. so, but this middle part, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, versus well, should we? What? I just want to say about three through five, two, <laughs> then he goes on to that after he's used those metaphors that you named shelter, shadow, refuge, oh, fortress yes. in the first ones, then he gets into this. Um, metaphor of God being like a bird that covers his young, covers her young, if you will, um, with, with pinions. Um, God covers his young with his pinions under his wings, refuge, the end of his, the ends of his wings. That would be your opinion, your end of the end of the wings. Um, and so here's God hovering over his brood of chicks as it were. Um, and we're going to hear that kind of metaphor used again by Jesus in Luke Mm -hmm. whenever he talks about he would have gathered his chicks long before but now they don't they're not responding to him and so now they won't get to know the day of their visitation Um, all of that's in Luke so this is a metaphor used in various places in scripture Exodus 19.4 has God Uh, as a 
Is that where he said? An eagle. eagle. Yeah. Uh, and he also Deuteronomy 32, 11. So there's a lot of yep. imagery of birds protecting their young mm-hmm. uh, in scripture. And um, yep. And even, God takes that on himself. Yes. Yeah. Even the Shekinah in the Old Testament mm-hmm. uh, is actually, they pick the Jews pictured that as a dove. As a dove. And that was God's awesome. you know, presence. Wow. And then we have the Holy Spirit yeah. as Christians that we picture as a dove. Yeah. So burden imagery is really interesting in scripture and I yeah. think deserves a little bit more. Maybe I need to go study that a little bit more. Maybe. <laughs> but it's it's just interesting, I think, because we see birds and we can see them even taking care of their young. Yeah. I think a lot of that, uh, uh, maybe there's also that connection with the reason why birds are such so, you know, make good metaphors for that are because they are so high up and they see everything mm-hmm. going on. That's really So good. they become, yeah. you know, we can kind of connect, see how God is like that. He's up there and he's watching everything. He knows everything. He sees it all. Yeah. Uh, We think of him as up there anyway. Um, Whether or not he's up, (laughs) I'm not going to make any guesses on that. Um, And so, but we see that, yeah, Yeah. he's just everywhere. So three through six, that's kind of that, you know, like you said. Even among all of this stuff that you're seeing, he's protecting. Yeah, protection, protection. You don't have to fear. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. He's going to take care of you. Yeah. Now, then you were saying, um, oh, yeah. as we verse seven on through there, 10 mm-hmm. is, I think, kind of the middle part of this psalm. Mm-hmm. And it just a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. And I well, think that is statement. a turning point there mm-hmm. um, because it kind of gives this picture of. Um, you will remain untouched mm-hmm. against all those who will fall. It's a contrast. Yeah. All these thousands are going to fall, but you mm-hmm. will remain untouched. Yes. Uh, and you will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. So you won't experience it. You're just going to watch it. That's think. Yeah, that well, and even the wicked, I don't even know that it's the wicked um, verse. Uh, I just look at verse seven and I think if we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're watching thousands of people die, then yes, this would imply certainly that it's the wicked. I think on a spiritual level, this implies that right. God is bringing that does plague. not mean that the people who died during our pandemic are wicked. Are wicked no, people, that's not right. what we're saying. That's all we're, yeah, that's all. And I'm that's why we have to talk basic. about it is why we yeah. have to talk about the other. Yeah. But he says, so you're watching people who are dying right beside you and around you is what's happening in mm-hmm. verse seven. Even if 10,000 fall all around you, you will not, uh, that plague will not come near you. You and, will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. And why? Because you've made the Lord your dwelling place, the most high, who is my refuge. It's like the psalmist gets caught up. Even in saying, here's my refuge. Yes. He has to start talking about himself. No Mm. evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. Mm. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. Okay. So this part here in the middle (laughs) that I think is such a beautiful promise Mm -hmm. seems almost... Almost fanciful pie in the sky is who could how how does that even work? Well, it's work? almost cruel because yeah. we look at it and we go, but that's not the way it is. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I try and be a good person. I love God, 
right. want to do right by him. I want to do right by my fellow man, try and make good decisions, try and be a nice person. And yet uh, this is not always what I experience and not what those around me who I think are really good people experience. So we've got to, all of a sudden it's what we're going back to what you talked about at the very beginning, but verse, uh, if we look at verse seven through 10, this is why we're going to come to these passages and we're going to, it's going to be hard for us. And we're going to say, okay, is God making a promise that, that I should have? Um, because I don't have that. That's not how my life works. It doesn't seem like, and then if it, it, but if it is, then how should I be understanding this? In what way should I understand it? I think we have to personally know people who very much trust, trusted in the Lord Mm -hmm. who passed away during the pandemic. Yes. So I, you know, I have to look at this another way. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is why. um, And I don't think God is trying to promote some kind of, um, forgive me for saying so, health, wealth, theology or something. I I say, forgive me. Don't really forgive me. I'm not, I feel fine (laughs) about saying that. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be cruel or mean to, you know, different theologies out there. I get that there are some ways to, to understand different things, but this idea that God is always going to make life pretty for those who are Mm -hmm. keeping their minds and hearts on him. Um, that would be, that would be wrong. It's just bad theology. Right. I mean, carrying your cross behind Jesus teaches you that much. I mean, if he, once he says, carry on, pick up your cross and come behind me. Um, so we are, we have got to keep that in mind, I think. And even over here in verses 14 through 16, when God is speaking and he says, behold, he holds fast to me in love. He who holds, well, Oh, because Mm -hmm. he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will Mm -hmm. protect him because he knows my name. Mm -hmm. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show Mm -hmm. him my salvation. So if you're reading this just on these two, you know, parts, just on a this world level. Yeah then you are going to feel like the only people who would live past 80 would definitely be the most righteous. <laughs> you and if you died before you're 40, surely you were you not must be very part of the person. wicked. Yeah. And that cannot be true. Can't be right. We know that's not true. Right. We know it. And so there's got to be more to what's being said here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So like you're saying, we get to these 14 through 16. Now we've got to look at them with different eyes, right? Mm-hmm. We uh, we have to. We can't look at them with purely mm-hmm. physical, worldly eyes or we won't. Can't possibly and if get we do, Not we to mention may. that Jesus himself must be wicked. If he, right. If he's he died, died at yeah. 33. Right. Oh, my goodness. And, and here's the thing is that, I mean, then we start either we're going to think that, well, it doesn't, this isn't true. So it doesn't make any difference if I trust God Mm -hmm. in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Because I look around, I see it's pretty random. Yeah. Or we're going to constantly be about works. Yeah. Trying so hard to get it all right. Yes. So that we can have long lives. So that we can have enjoyable time. Right. Yeah. And I don't think that's what any of this is That can't be. That can't be. It's. Jesus definitely calling us that. to trust him, but it's about something much bigger than this. Mm-hmm. When I woke up this morning, cause I was thinking about us doing this um, podcast and I woke up thinking about 
YOLO (laughs) (laughs) and about how we say that, you know, Mm -hmm. you only live once, just do whatever, but that's exactly not true. Right. That's exactly. I don't just live once. Right. Right. And so that related to this to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely get that. I'm glad you're saying that very thing. That's what we've got to when we do go to verse 16, we've got to hear that. With yes. long life, I will say, what life? Yeah. What life are we really talking about here? This is the eternal the life. This life. is the life that we have in Jesus Christ that's going to be long, unending, actually, eternal. for those who yes. know him. That's what we're talking about. Show him my salvation, real salvation. Look, even if the psalmist didn't know what he was talking about, the Holy Spirit did. Right. Even if the right. psalmist didn't get it, if we believe in the inspiration of Scripture, that the Holy Spirit's behind everything we read, then he's telling a bigger story than the psalmist could possibly tell from his own experience. Right. So That's he, why just doing historical critical and trying to think about this author, what would he know? What was he trying to say? It's always going to leave us, yes, it's always going to leave us uh, shy of the actual goal. Because we can always argue, well, this, whoever wrote this, which we don't have a superscription, we don't know who the author is. Right. But whoever wrote this surely couldn't have known about eternal life. Right. And had no idea about Jesus. Right. Or what he would say. He he might have (laughs) known a little bit about thoughts about a Messiah but he wouldn't have expected you the suffering Messiah or is it, you but know, that's why we have to start looking at this as, Oh, whoever wrote this. Oh, the true author is mm-hmm. the Holy spirit. Right. And uh, he knew all about it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was for us yes. to see. Um, I'm sure the people who read it originally mm-hmm. got a lot of comfort and I don't even know how they would have read this. Right. But definitely it's written for us to see Jesus mm-hmm. and his promises. Yeah. And you can't tell me that those original readers just read through here and accepted it like, mm. um, like, okay, good people always have good things happen to them. Bad people right. always have they bad. Knew, they knew they, they were smarter than that. They knew things didn't just work that way automatically in the world. So even I think the original writer and readers knew there was more to this than what was on the surface right. of the page. But the emphasis constantly being on God is with you. If you love him, he is with you. He is making right. things for you, um, you know, better than better than they ever would have been without him. I mean, you've got to trust him. You've got to trust him. Um, well, we didn't say this, but just so those who know, because they like these kind of little things, verse 14 through 16, there are seven lines in the ESV, mm, seven yes. lines, seven. And I think that's good good way to put it uh write it on a page because i think those are seven promises each line is a promise if you look from verse 14 through 16 seven promises from the mouth of god to end the psalm so beautiful literary work there um for us we shouldn't just let that pass by right because it's a it's that is the complete everything right Mm -hmm. there yes in that those three verses Mm -hmm. Uh beautiful yeah So what would we say about how is Jesus story being told in this? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, Definitely Jesus's story is being told in this. And I think Jesus's story is coming out in the way that on that spiritual level, 
he constantly had God's protection on him. Actually, he had it on in many physical ways. We saw it too, obviously. Right. Many times they sought to, to grab Jesus, take him before his time, and God didn't let it happen. God would never let it happen. Um, so, so he did protect Jesus both in this life and then obviously ultimate protection because he is the chosen one of God who was resurrected is in heaven with God, son of God. Has yes. eternal life. Absolutely. So, so on that, we read it. When, once we read it spiritually, we're like, yes, he stayed close to God and God did protect him in every way. Every way. Um, did he go through the, have to go through the suffering and death on the cross? Of course he did. That was the plan. But without question, his life goes on. And because of his yes. life, we have life. And so he was protected. So it was, you know, we go back to Psalm 22. By the end of Psalm 22, the psalmist is saying, hey, God's been with me the whole time. He never let me go. Right. And we see that through that. If you do have, when, when bad things do happen to you, it's just because God is working through you. He hasn't stopped. He hasn't let you go. And he hasn't thought, well, you're, you're bad now, so I'm going to let you suffer some. Right. No, right. it's because he, he very much is keeping, this, this psalm actually is a great promise on a spiritual level for those who love God and stay mm -hmm. close to God. I even think that this part where the serpent you will trample underfoot, Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. there in verse 13. If you can't hear chapter 3 no, of Genesis. Yes, yeah. Genesis 3, 3 and then Jesus is the only one who has crushed the, the head, head of the, of the serpent. serpent. Yes, only in him can this truly be heard perfectly. Yes. Just like you're saying. I love that you bring that out. Yes, verse 13. Jesus is the only one who truly, in the ultimate sense, did that perfectly. Um, so guess what? The psalm is about Jesus. Jesus yeah. wasn't kidding. Everything's about him. Yes. There it is again. Yeah. So that's our first thought. Our, my other thing that I would say is that God is, <laughs> this is not the first pandemic or hostile <laughs> world yeah. that has ever existed. Hostile culture. Yeah. It's been going on forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. God put this psalm in here for us to see. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. This is the way it is right. in a world filled with sin. Yeah. And, um, but I am mm -hmm. watching. Mm -hmm. I come under my wings. Mm -hmm. I'll take care of you just like I did for Jesus. Yes. And um, I will lift you up and carry you through. And in the end, you will have long life mm -hmm. with me. Yes. People trust me. Mm. Um, beautiful so, yeah i mean that's where we need to go that's the way to understand this mm -hmm. song he is so trustworthy guys um, yeah he Can deserves he, all of our cannot recommend utter reliance on him yeah and we we just can't trust this world and the things that are happening around us and every day we see politics raging yeah all kinds of things people but, upset with one another yes and just right 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 yeah and it, we can't trust the things that we can see always yep. we have to trust him so that's just my little ted talk sorry uh, <laughs> you did great man what a great time going through this with y'all we'll see the relevance again of god's word um here we have psalm about a pandemic and what happens during a pandemic mm -hmm. and staying close to god so beautiful wonderful loved it our next psalm is going to be psalm 93 nice short psalm take a look at it we'll go over that next so glad you guys continue to join us. 
Um, like we said, we're seeing a few more listeners these days, which is really nice. Keep that up. And we are just appreciated so much. But we're just providing some verse-to-verse study that we don't get all the time um, and uh, that there probably isn't enough of online even. So uh, we're loving it. Love and have you with us. And we will look forward to talking to you again in just a few days. God bless. Stay cool.